0: scott harold is known for his interviews well you're asking great questions
1: i think you're in the right career path my (laughs) friend i really do
0: scott harold's sos radio podcast starts starts now
1: we play a lot of Christmas music on SWS Radio as a way to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And it's so much deeper than just a bunch of familiar songs about snowmen or happy holidays. But Christmas carols actually tell the story of Jesus. And we're talking with Ronnie Martin today at SWS Radio about Advent. And Ronnie, this is a time where we get to prepare our hearts to better comprehend the complexity and the simplicity of the story.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. It's It's a strange time of the year because we got the hustle and bustle, like you just said, complexities of Christmas, but then we also have like the new year that's kind of like in the background, it's daunting, it's coming our way quickly. And so there's so many things that we are sort of engaged in and
1: processing, I think, through this time of year. You know, my kids had a Lego Advent calendar. My daughter had a squishies yeah. Advent calendar. When I was a kid, my mom had this big felt thing that she made from the fabric store with little pockets for all the days counting down. But I didn't really grow up in a church tradition that talked a lot about Advent. Did you? No, I
0: really didn't, to be honest. I mean, it wasn't until we started attending a church. Well, this would have been like probably over 15 years ago, and they celebrated Advent. So that was kind of our introduction into you know, the tradition of that, but I, it was something that we really, we really were just drawn to immediately. We thought it was really deep and rich and just kind of accentuated Christmas in the right ways that maybe were absent growing up.
1: You just wrote a book called The God Who Is With Us, and it's a 25-day devotional for Advent, but really lean into the fact that Jesus is God. He walked the earth, and we have a relationship with him.
0: Yeah, the big idea for me with that was, you know, if you look at scripture, kind of the theme of scripture, right, is that God sent his son so that we could be near to God. And so this idea of God's presence and his nearness to us through Christ, it's just it's essential, you know. It's it's the big idea really when you look if you want to just if you want to get what's the main point of scripture. I mean, there's lots of things, but this is the big one, right? Is that that Jesus is near us. And so yeah, I wanted to write something that would take us through. December, the the time of Advent, as way of a reminder that we're not alone, and whatever we're taking on our shoulders going into the new year, we're not alone, because Christ is near.
1: The Christmas season brings a whole mixture of emotion for a lot of people. You know, some bask in all of that, do all the Christmas things. And for others, it feels stressful or anxious, or maybe it just feels a little bit isolating and lonely for those that don't have those family members or have the ability to hang out with the family members because they live so far away. I mean, Ronnie, what can we do to sort of quiet our hearts so we can slow down this month so we can dig into the real reason for the season?
0: There's no greater challenge than to try to do that at this time of the year, for sure. The word that always comes to mind for me is the word pause. If we can even strategically, you know, find different times in our day and in our week to just hit pause, to to find that moment where we can sit down, we can spend a few really precious moments with the Lord and to reflect on the year, reflect maybe on what's coming up and really just be honest before God and share our some of our worries and some of the things that we're dreading as the new year might be coming and laying it all out before him and just having the opportunity to hear from him through his word and to just be reminded that we are, we're, we're not in isolation, um, even if it might feel like we are, even it, if it might be in the, at the absence of family members and friends, um, because that can be a, a reality for many people in the season. We do have somebody who is walking with us, and it's, it's an important time to remember that. It's also a hard time. You remember that,
1: you know. We sing along with all these Christmas songs, and you think about the words like "Emmanuel," God is with us. As you were digging in and prepping for your new book, Ronnie, what did you notice about the whole idea of Emmanuel?
0: Well, you know, it's funny because, gosh, when you look at our culture now, and you look at things like social media, and you look at you look at you know even like, gosh, the way we can connect over Facetime and Zoom, we have all of these different ways of connectivity. And yet, you know, if if you read the stats, you get the sense that people are feeling more lonely and isolated than ever. And so, you know, thinking about Jesus as being somebody who, who is uniquely with us when we are longing for that type of connection that we're not getting anywhere, there's something we're missing a little bit here. And I think it requires us to take a hard look at what our lives are like, what they're reflecting, and then I think it kind of pushes us back into prayer and saying, Lord, I, I don't want to live a life that is having these sort of faux connections in my life, but I want to be connected to you in a way that can preserve me through you know, other areas of my life where, where I am feeling like a profound disconnectedness. I think it just pushes us back to prayer, to be honest.
1: We're celebrating how God's with us this Christmas on SOS Radio, and we're talking with Ronnie Martin, and he's an author. Ronnie, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he promised to send the Holy Spirit to be our constant companion. And obviously, Jesus was a human being, but he was also fully God. But after he ascends into heaven, you know, from an earthly standpoint, we're like, is God in all places at once? And then you think about how the Holy Spirit actually can be in all places at once, and it's why Jesus said that it's good that I leave you, because I'm going to send yeah. a helper to be with you always. And Ronnie, despite like that truth, some of us don't really feel the Holy Spirit's with us in this season. I mean, how can we get a fresh revelation of God's presence through this Christmas season so we feel near to Him again?
0: I think we can't let busyness be kind of the thing that rules over our lives. So I think for us, we have to be intentional about opening up the Word. We have to be intentional about letting the words of the Lord seep into us and let it be that change agent in us so that we can actually feel the work of the Holy Spirit in revealing what we know to be true about Jesus and his presence in our life. I think the other thing is just church community. You know, in as much as we can as we can be a part of a church community and we can pray that God would give us courage to open ourselves up to other people. So that would be one of the ways that we can kind of push against some of that that isolation, some of that loneliness that seems to characterize this time of the year. So I think just really that personal devotion time, and then any way that we can connect with church community, I I think those are some of the ways.
1: God's in this story, and that's what we're celebrating with our Christmas music on us with radio. We're talking with Ronnie Martin about Advent, and the story of Jesus' birth that we hear through this season, I mean, we hear a lot of parts of it a time and time again, but for you, what part of Jesus coming into this world has met you personally?
0: Yeah, no that's that's a great question. I think, you know, I think for me, I think as I get older, I get I think a more accurate picture of just how deep my sin goes and how really apart I am from God before God comes and and pulls me in and saves me. I think just knowing that I have a hope that goes beyond the junk of this life and the disappointments of this life and I have an anchor and I have something I can look forward to. You know, we you think about Christmas and it's this anticipation. So when I was a kid, it was all about anticipating that day. And December was the slowest month of the year because I was just waiting to get to Christmas because I couldn't wait for Christmas. And that anticipation was almost too much at times. And I think as I've, you know, as I've gotten older, I think that anticipation about knowing that this life is not, you know, there's there's something beyond this life. This this life is not the final step in the journey for me and knowing that Christ is there to receive me because he loves me and he saved me. I just got, you got to go back to those profound, but the basic truths of the Christian faith, because I, I want to be able to look forward to something. And that's really what the Christmas season represents is that anticipation, looking forward to something. And I, and knowing Christ is knowing that I, I have his face to look forward to, you know, when this life has ended, has finished for me, you know?
1: It's fun when you dig into the words of these songs. A lot of times during Christmas, you may not feel the worship elements or understand how the stories connect when you're singing songs from Chris Tomlin or Natalie Grant or Jeremy Camp or Casting Crowns the other 11 months of the year. But this time of the year, you're singing these songs that you've sung a million times. And then one day it's like, you have a right song, right time moment, and the words you sung a million times, they jump out to you. Like, joyful, joyful, we adore you" or joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. And you're like, wait, wait, what's the kingdom part of that? Or wait, what's the receiving part of that? Like, I, I missed that the last time around. When you sing through Christmas carols, it's cool how God uses the words and these stories to connect the dots to who Jesus is in our life today in a practical way, Ronnie.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I love all the Christmas music. I love Christmas. So the music is a huge part, right? Because it kind of shapes the season, right? Like the season wouldn't feel as much like the season if we didn't have all that music playing. Yeah. So songs like I mean, I love songs like "Oh Holy Night," you know, where it's just kind of building that big crescendo. And you're right. There's those lines. There's those certain lines where you go, "I never thought of it that way," and it's almost like God uses those words to reconnect you to what is true about Christmas, or like, God, rest you merry gentlemen, and again, some of the language that we wouldn't kind of use today if we were writing Christmas songs now, but you take some of this older language, and it's so deep, and it's so profound, and God uses it every year, exactly how you just said it, right, where it's like, he just, he kind of confronts me with truths about his coming through those songs, and it, it just kind of renews me, refreshes me, for sure.
1: So much of the understanding that we have about the Christmas story goes back to understanding the context of the world that Mary and Joseph were living in when they were told, hey, you're going to have a baby and there's a supernatural thing going on here. And they're just like... (laughs) okay, I'm terrified. But then you dig into the words and songs like A Little Town of Bethlehem or We Three Kings or Away in a Manger. It starts to unpack that a little bit. But we're talking with Ronnie Martin today at Swiss Radio. Just wrote a new book about Advent. It's a 25-day devotional. But really, it's about understanding the fact that there's a God who is actually with us. And Ronnie, when you're thinking about the world that Mary and Joseph were parenting through, What have you noticed about that time? Especially,
0: you know, as Americans, right, we're, um, you know, culturally things are a little bit different here. We have, you know, for a lot of us, we have our needs taken care of. That's certainly not everybody in in our country here. But I think for the most part, it's hard for us to relate to what it is that they were going through as they were traveling to Bethlehem, as they found themselves in a foreign place where they just couldn't enjoy any of the, the modern comforts or even some of the ancient comforts, right? that were available to them because they were people that were impoverished and they just didn't have the kind of uh, luxuries that we enjoy now. Um, especially when you think about even like, you know, time, when it's time to give birth to a child. And so there was a, there was a desolation to what they experienced that I, you know, we've kind of sanitized a little bit, you know, we, we don't, we probably don't capture that very well, but there was a rawness to what that they were, what they were going through that I think, You know, when I stop and I pause and I and I can imagine what it is that Jesus was born into that kind of a scenario as king of the earth. And it wasn't all lights and glitter and glamour and, you know, Instagram posts and, (laughs) you know, like social media marketing promos. I mean, like if you think about if you think about the way that God sent his son to be delivered to the world um, you know, we'd look at that right now and we'd go, man, there's so many better ways you could have done that, God. Um, and yet he just, he decided to do it in, in such a way that showed really our desperation and our need for him, because that's that's how Jesus came into the world. I, it's really humbling. It's it's just an incredibly humbling thing when we consider, you know, how it all came about.
1: And even when we read through the Old Testament and it's talking about what is to come and what's being predicted that's going to happen— it's talking about how this is going to be good news for all people. Good news. Even the gospel means good news.
0: That's the primary thing, right? I, we, we're getting ready to preach through uh, Luke 2 uh, for Advent at my church, and um, we're just going to look at the first 20 or so verses where you just see this all these crazy events happening as a way to usher in the message and the person of Jesus, which has good news you know, written all over it as a way to basically communicate this great news that a Savior has been born uh, into the world, Christ our Lord. But that's the primary message of the gospel, which is introduced to us at this time. But again, simultaneously, like with the singing of these choirs of angels, but then in the most humble way possible, which is, you know, uh, the Savior— you know, born in a barn or born in a stable or whatever it was, it certainly wasn't you know it wasn't the Waldorf, you know, and so you just think <laughs> okay, I, I need to I need to think about the character of God and what he's wanting me to understand about the nature of the good news in the way that he designed this. It's pretty profound. It's pretty over the top,
1: yeah, I mean, you just think all the different ways that Mary and Joseph had to be fearful when they heard, hey, yeah. you're going to be having a baby and wait, um, I didn't make any bad choices, but uh, God, you're doing something here. And then an angel appears to each of them separately, and you're just thinking about how they're terrified. And it's the first thing the angel always says, hey, do not be afraid. I mean, I probably would be if I was woken up in the middle of the night with that sort of message. Oh, man. Yeah, no, totally. I, it's so funny. Yeah, some of those
0: lines, right, were all I'm thinking, when I think about like Joseph, I'm thinking, dude, I don't know how – you know, for, you know, to get that visitation by the angel, to be assured that all that was happening, you know, the way it was meant to happen. Sure. But like that brother took some steps of faith, you know, I mean, that dude stepped into some territory that was really dangerous, really unfamiliar, really scary. And so you look at that and you think, well, gosh, they were the Lord really like supplied them with some courage in order to fulfill his plan. And the whole thing is just mind blowing.
1: Well, we're talking with Ronnie Martin today at SWS Radio, and he has a new book. It's called The God Who Is With Us. It's a 25-day devotional for Advent. Hey, thank you so much for your time today, Ronnie.
0: Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through sosradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things
1: and keep the discussions fresh.